You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, everybody, welcome to the broadcast. Pastor Todd here, so thankful that you're here today. It's going to be a good show. We're navigating through the danger zone. We're navigating through the danger zone. Yes, we are. I will say it again. We are navigating through the danger zone. If you're a Christian in 2023, you feel it. The pressure. The pressure. Every day you wake up, the pressure. My wife feels it. I feel it. My family feels it. My friends feel it. Our church feels it. Everyone feels the pressure. Why? Well, I think we've shifted into a new season, and people have to understand that normal ain't coming back, but we can be totally equipped, according to the Word of God, to not only survive but thrive all the time, and I talk about that all the time. But what is going on? Why is there this, um, this tenseness? You know, a lot of people are attacking each other. I was talking to a pastor today, and uh, there was an instance where I guess somebody was talking on a podcast or a YouTube channel about another pastor, and they were just shooting him with jabs. I mean, like, you know, slinging the arrows left and right, you know. And I happen to know the pastor they're talking about. He's a friend of mine. And so somebody called me, and they said, hey, can you uh, listen to this and tell me what your thoughts are? And so I did. And I wanted to talk about this on the show today because I think that we are in a whole new season um, as a believer. I mean, you know, one of my mentors, my life mentors, Dr. Jack Hayford, passed away recently. And uh, he was a, t- a tremendous man of God. Many of you have been sending your condolences. Thank you for doing so. Uh, tremendous man of God. And, what, you know, I, I apply a lot of the principles that I learned from him over the years. You know, he did something called the School of Pastoral Nurture, and he would bring in pastors from all over the world. And they would really, I mean, it would be amazing, uh, these, these sessions with these pastors. And his leadership was you know, uh, I think Charisma Ma- Magazine and my friend Steve Strang over there, he said, you know, Jack Hayford was the gold standard. He really was in many ways uh, in the charismatic community. And and there's a lot of weirdness and there's a lot of, of stuff that people do nowadays that, you know, I, I sometimes post about it. There's a, there's a, people try to mix like new age stuff in Christianity. Um, they get emotional, they get religious. And I'm not saying we, we have to be emotionless or, you know, I understand. I mean, I also know there's an element of tradition that people like to follow and things like that. that. That's that's not really what I'm talking about. But what's happened recently in more, I think, uh, it's more intense now than ever in my lifetime. And I think even in Dr. Hayford's lifetime because he didn't deal with, that's what I was talking to this pastor about, he didn't deal with the bloggers and the podcasters and the YouTube channels and the heresy hunters and everybody that's now out there that has a voice and a platform that before it was, you just didn't have as many voices. Now there was still voices. I'm not saying by any means that Dr. Hafer didn't deal with a lot because he did. In fact, I saw it firsthand. I remember there was people that would protest right outside of the church on the way. I mean, he, he was a, a, a mover and a shaker and I'm not diminishing that in any way. I'm just saying times have changed. And so even like, if you think of Billy Graham, you know, Dr. Billy Graham or, you know, any, anybody that was of that generation, it was just a different time. And again, I mean, Amy Simple McPherson, uh, you know, you could think of all these, these people, they, they dealt with a lot. I mean, they dealt with warfare and critical voices. And I'm, I'm not in any way, I want to make this very clear, 
not in any way diminishing what they had to walk through in their season. Because I can only imagine the warfare that they dealt with. Catherine Kuhlman, you know, women in ministry in those early years and, and during the revival. And I think we need to talk about this stuff because we're on the cusp of this great revival. And the enemy tries the same tactics. And so even now amplified, I believe, with all these different platforms, social media, things that just weren't around back then, it's even amplified more. That's what I'm trying to say is because... I mean, it's just statistically, I mean, you know, think about it, just statistically, it's amplified. Of course it is, because now you can have some person sitting in their basement, you know, their mom's house or something criticizing you, and they're given a voice. I mean, they can comment on your post, and a lot of times when I'm streaming, I have to really not look at the comments as much as I want to, because it'll get me distracted from what God's having me say right there. And so I've learned, you know what, I, I got to just not look. I can't answer because if I get into that, it's going to distract me. But there's there's people that say all kinds of stuff and they say it afterwards and they email all kinds of stuff. There's just a lot of different ways to communicate these days. And so it's given many, many more people voices. And as, as that's a good thing because there, where there's more connectivity, we're able to connect. I utilize those, you know, those, those avenues. I, I utilize social media. I utilize podcasts. I'm on all the streaming platforms. So I'm not by any means saying that it's not a, a blessing and that we can use it for the kingdom, but it also on the flip side gives a voice to the heresy hunters, the dissenters and other Christians that are critical and that walk in that critical spirit or the spirit of offense. And I often see people that I know or friends of mine posting about how they're just getting ripped to shreds. And I, I relate to that because it happens to me. That's why when somebody sends something encouraging, I'm like, thank you. Thank, you're like a breath of f- fresh air because of all these critical people. And, you know, listen, I mean, we have to be a voice in this hour. We have the church, the people of God, the remnant. We've got to speak out. I mean, clearly there's the modern day prophets of Baal, aka the mainstream corporate media that are out there putting all their two cents in and constantly that's constantly just you know just it's like a bombardment uh, on all the society and anybody that turns on the television i know a lot of the baby boomer and up generation and even some younger you know listen to fox news all the time and they you know they're used to that being their quote-unquote conservative uh, news station but how many know that that's not really what they think there's a lot of uh politics behind the scenes and jockeying and all different types of agendas and i don't think they're all great so just because fox news has some good people like tucker carlson on there doesn't mean the channel itself is really for us or it's our voice it's not it's not our voice so praise god thank god for the alternative media thank god for this revolution but in it there are many voices that are out there and they lack mercy and they lack grace and they lack the understanding that the, the, the number one command is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul. And what's the second? Love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. But yet, how many people are exuding that love, that agape love of Christ, that koinia fellowship of the body of Christ? Could you imagine if the body of Christ were to come together and lock arms like the other side does? Because for some reason, on the demonic side, it seems much easier for them, or at least they make it look easy. You don't see the critical spirit like you do in the church. 
And I think it turns away a lot of people. In fact, it even turns me off. And if it turns me off and I'm on fire for God, then there's a problem. And that's why we're talking about this today. The critical spirit, the people that are, you know, throwing the the darts and the, you know, slinging the arrows and they call it friendly fire, but it's not really friendly. And it is consuming some of you. It is consuming some of you. You are taking too much time and being way too critical. And I'm sorry, but you need to mind your own business. The Bible says there's a scripture. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be harsh, but hey, sometimes you got to call a spade a spade. I'm not saying, it's, you know, most of the remnant community is amazing, by the way, and this isn't you. But I'm just saying, I know there's somebody that's listening to us that this is you. Because you write about me, and you write about what I say, and you sling the darts at me. And listen, I tell everybody, I'm not perfect. By the way, this isn't about me. I've been watching and listening to to what people are doing with my friends, with people I know, and with people I don't even know. But see, I'm that guy that was in the world at one point, and I looked in the window of the church. And unless I had the encounter that I did, which was a pretty massive one, I don't know that I'd even still be here. Because Christians turn me off, and I can't stand the religious spirit. And this is the problem in the Christian community. If I could say there's one major problem, there's many minor problems, but there's one major, okay, there's a couple of major ones, but this is one of them. This is one of them. You know, now I'm starting to think about all the major problems. There are a lot, but you know, I don't want to be super critical because there's a lot of great things about the body of Christ, and I see improvements, and I see good things happening. And we talk about those things a lot. But I'm just saying this particular one is a big thorn in our side because what it does is it stops us from being a unified front. It stops us from partnering with one another and focusing on the 98% of things that we agree on against a common enemy, the devil, the demons, the demonic, the world that is given to those spirits the antichrist spirit. So we're focusing on these other, you know, slinging arrows at each other instead of the real battle, instead of the real battle that we're in. Very, very important conversation. You're going to want to stay tuned, okay? We're going to get into more of this. Have you dealt with this? Have you dealt with people attacking you in the name of Jesus? Okay, attacking you in the name of Jesus? Isn't Christ about love? Isn't it about working with each other, fellowshipping, encouraging one another, standing with one another? Isn't that what the Bible says? Have you dealt with this? All right. PastorTodd.org. I want to hear from you. PastorTodd.org will be right back. This is the Todd Coconut Show. Very important conversation. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. My God is a big God. Marcus Rogers right there. Um, Wow. So, you know, people even get mad at me. They say, oh, you're playing rap music on a Christian broadcast? Rap music? I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun. I really don't. But that's the religious spirit I'm talking about. That's it right there. Listen, people, there are people out there that like rap music. There are there are Christians that are that are producing Christian rap music and and making you know Generation X and Y interested in the gospel. Praise God! You know, I remember a long time ago I went to um, a prayer meeting 
and there was all different types and nationalities. And this one would happen to be focused on American Indians. You know, there was American Indians that were there. And, um, you know, uh, Native Americans, I guess, would be what people would call them, Native Americans. You know, and my wife, by the way, happens to have some Native American in her. I think that's significant because we're fighting for this country and for the foundations. And uh, anyway, so, you know, they started playing some tribal worship music. And they were dancing a little bit different and kind of, you know, the worship was not what you would see in like a John MacArthur church. I'm just being honest with you, okay? But here's the thing. They were worshiping God. They were worshiping Yeshua. They were worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so here's the thing. I actually had a hard time with it at first. I'm like, what is this? This is weird. And if you're, if you're Native American, please forgive me. I don't think you're weird. It was just foreign to me. Have you ever been in a situation like that where something is foreign? So again, to me, from my life experience at that very moment in time, I saw something for the first time and it was weird to me, but it wasn't weird. It was just weird to me. They, it wasn't that they were worshiping some, you know, foreign God, you know, little G God, or that they were being blasphemous or that they were being heretical. It was just something I personally wasn't familiar with. But you know what? I started getting into it because here's what happened. At that very moment, I thought of some of the things that I had learned over the years, and I said, Holy Spirit, is this you? Holy Spirit, is this you? Are you in this? Are you being glorified, God of heaven and earth? Are you, is this being glor, is this glorifying to you? And the spirit said, yes, yes. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable, Todd. I think that might've been one of the first times I heard that phrase from the spirit. This was many years ago. I'm talking like, you know, 14 years ago or something. This is a long time ago. And so anyways, I remember getting into it and then started worshiping and the spirit fell on me and everybody in that meeting and we were weeping and there was reconciliation that took place and there was healing and deliverance. And I will never forget that meeting, but see those first few minutes of that new, uncomfortable, different, strange, weird to me type worship, I started falling into the religious spirit. I started falling into criticism. And I, I just got to tell you this, okay? If you've been forgiven much, you know, to much is given, much is required. And I've been forgiven of much. I don't know about you, but I was, you know, when they say saved a wretch like me, like my picture is in the dictionary, okay, for that. You know, you look under wretch, you see a picture of Todd Coconato, okay? That's who I was in the world. That's who I was. I wasn't the person that you know me as today. I was a punk. I was, you know, I was, I was haughty. I was caught up in the world. And, and God absolutely 100% changed every single part of my life. But if you went back and knew that person, some of you, you would hold it against me. Now, I understand because like I said, I wasn't the greatest person, but see, this is the whole thing. And, and again, not all of you would. Some of you'd be like, praise God. Many of you would be like, praise God. Thank you for what he's done in your life, Pastor Todd. But what I'm saying is I know people I know people, those same heresy hunter people that I'm talking about, it's probably like 5% of the people that are listening to this show, but you're out there, you're listening, okay? I know people that will hold something against somebody indefinitely. Like, it doesn't matter if they repented 50 million times. It doesn't matter if this was like 30 years ago. They will still bring it up and they will still hold it against them. I remember there was a pastor's wife that was on an airplane and 
I guess, you know, when you're in ministry, especially if you're in a, a big ministry, a well-known ministry, you have to be like on your guard 24-7. Because I'm telling you, I walk into like, and I'm not saying I have a big ministry, but you know, some people know who I am. I walked into like a donut shop one day, I remember. And I was like out of town in a, you know, in a, in a state that's not where I live, you know, out of town. And, and, you know, just going in there, it was early in the morning. I wasn't really ready to face the world yet. I needed a coffee. And I go in there, and I'm just not thinking like, you know, Pastor Todd mode. I'm thinking like, hey, Todd just got up mode, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm not saying I was rude or anything, but, you know, I just was not, I wasn't on my A game. And I sit down, and I'm just kind of minding my own business, and somebody goes up, Pastor Todd, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it's you. And starts talking to me. Now, this is what happens is what I'm trying to say. And listen, it happens to everybody, by the way, because people are watching us. They're watching how we respond. They're watching how we act. They're watching if our actions match our posts on social media. They're watching. And so if you are sitting there slinging mud or arrows constantly online, and I know a lot, I know pastors that are caught up in this attacking other believers constantly you think you're the you're the police for the ministry you know i mean i might as well get you a badge ministry police (laughs) hey i hope i'm not being too harsh i hope you guys know my heart right but i'm just i'm this is an area i'm passionate about this particular area i'm very very passionate about because i've seen people go into depression leave the ministry absolutely discouraged. I can't tell you how many days when I I talk to people that are absolutely discouraged in the ministry and I have to, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, not me, but, you know, lift them back up. And I have a heart for people. I have a heart for you. I have a heart for everybody. The whole point of this program is not to bag on the people that attack people. It's just to make us all think. Be like, you know, even though I'm, look, I'm going to sit here and probably listen to this program and be like, hey, I probably do that sometimes too. I hope you know that if you if you're a listener, I, I I listen. I hold myself to the same standard. I'm just saying, like it's so easy, you know. Recently, you know, when I started coming out and saying certain things about some you know QAnon stuff and things like that, I just honestly, as just a shepherd, I'm trying to just you know guide people in a way that that brings them back to the cross, that brings them back to the Bible, you know, because I think uh, we're really prone in this hour to go off on rabbit trails and things. And there's a lot of voices and there's some deception and stuff. So that was my intention when I started saying that. And then, you know, some prophecy stuff that I was talking about too, which is just a little bananas. And look, I'm the first one to tell you, there's some bananas stuff going on in the name of, in the name of church or Christianity. Okay. So we know there's another side to this too. There is a time to speak. There is a time to issue a rebuke. You know, we can't just be silent if somebody's leading people astray. So that's the other side of this. And, and please know that's where I stand on that. And by the way, even Dr. Hayford, he would issue a rebuke once in a while. You know, people I know in my life, they issue rebukes that are mentors and elders, and they do it to me sometimes if I'm off. I want that. I want to be teachable. But I think there's just there's just some people that it's like, again, they think they're the ministry police force. Like, they have to call out, every, they have to have a two cents on every single person, every single doctrine, every single thing that people do. And while we're so focused on that, our world continues to be uh, basically taken over by the deep state, the World Economic Forum, the, the global elites. They, they're laughing at us. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, this is important. Okay, please stay tuned. We got a big segment coming up, 14 minutes. 
Pastor Todd Coconado. You can find us PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. All right. This is the Todd Coconado Show. I want to welcome you back. See, we go from rap. I got something for everybody here. See, Heresy Hunters, I got something for everybody. You don't like rap? Just stay tuned. We'll play some good old country music, you know? I'm here in Nashville, by the way. We, we have a variety of music. <laughs> and Christianity has a variety of people. That's why we're called the body of Christ. The body. Hands, arms, legs, feet. Thank you, Jesus. Christ as the head, right? And uh, some people are called to Africa to go down there and be a missionary. Other people are called into uh, the prisons. I know a lot of people. I used to go to the prisons, actually, and minister. Some people are street evangelists. Uh, Pastor Arthur happens to be a street evangelist at heart. I'm a street evangelist as well. I used to go out to uh, Hollywood Boulevard and set up my uh, keyboard out there, you know, because that's what got me saved, basically, in the initial stages was when I would leave the nightclubs, there'd be somebody out there with a cross, this guy, I have no idea who it was. He'd walk around with a cross, and I don't think it was Arthur Blessed, but there was another Arthur Blessed type guy that would walk around Hollywood with a cross. And it was like, you know, two in the morning, and I would come out, and I'd be probably, you know, had a couple of drinks, and here's this guy dressed as Jesus walking around with a cross on Hollywood Boulevard. And uh, I have to tell you, it impacted me. It impacted me because I knew I was in rebellion. I knew I was in sin. See, this is what we forget. The world is watching us. The world is watching us. You know, I remember being in Hollywood and being on the set. And I remember there'd be like a makeup artist that would say, hey, have a blessed day, man. And I'd, I'd look back and I'd say, wow, they said, have a blessed day. That's different. What's different about something's different about you. You got to smile. You seem happy. You're not heavy all the time. You're not down. You're not depressed. All these people around me. You know, they, they got heaviness on them, but you, you don't have that. What is it about you? Well, I'm a Christian. At the time, it wasn't like, you know, such a big deal to say it. And I would say, you know what? Treat it like it's back then. We still got to be the same. If they fire you from the job, oh, well, I'm not saying be stupid. We got to be strategic, but I'm just saying, like, if somebody gives you an open door, you know, what is different about you? It's Christ in me. I remember there was this uh, older lady one time. And I was in like a restaurant somewhere. This is when I was in the world. And I, and I asked, I mean, she was just so nice and kind and happy. And I was with my girlfriend, I think, at the time. And, and you know, we said, what, what's up with you guys? What is it about you? And they said, it's Jesus and you can have him too. <laughs> I mean, whatever happened to that basic, just, just, you know, evangelism and just sharing the gospel. I got Jesus. He saved my life. He set me free from the bond of sin and death. I'm no longer the same. I'm changed. He saved that wretch like me. How many of you can relate to that? You say, well, I've been in Christ all my life. I, that's fine. That's great. That's better for you. But the whole thing is, this is what we've got the answer. We've got the solution. I hope that if you've been in Christ your whole life, you're on fire for Jesus. That's the key. If you're on fire, you're good with me. You're good with God. Don't be lukewarm. That's all. Right? But the whole thing here is, is this, this whole slinging arrow stuff and, and these people, the ministry police. Ooh. Woo. The ministry police are here. 
Coconado, you said something that wasn't correct. Woo! <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, you know, my wife tells me, like, why are you so careful on your broadcast? Like, she can see it on me because she knows that I'm not acting normal sometimes. And I say, honey, it's be- I'm afraid, you know, and I hate to say that because we shouldn't have fear, but I'm just serious. Like, you know, if I say anything wrong, if I mispronounce a word, I mean, my goodness. You got the internet ministry police. Woo! Woo! And meanwhile, if we focused our attention as a unified front and said, hey, we got a problem in our world, but check it out. The church has the authority in Jesus' name to pull down the strongholds. The church has the authority in Jesus' name to cancel the assignment of hell. We have the answers to speak back to the cancel culture. We'll cancel them. What's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. You want to see some canceling? I'll show you some canceling. That's why we're not afraid. But this whole thing where the Christians are attacking each other all on, online and it's just ridiculous. It's gotten to a point where it's just ridiculous. It's got to stop. And so I want to talk about grace because grace is something we forget. We're saved by grace, by the way. The whole reason we're going to heaven, thank God for grace, because none of us, none of us, none of us are perfect. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He who is without sin, throw the first stone. You know, don't focus on the speck in that person's eye when you have a plank in your own. When people come into the office and they get counsel, you know, I used to do a lot of counseling when I was 17 years pastoring in California. We did a lot of counseling. Couples, marriages, a lot of that. And over the years, I mean, I had everybody you can think of come in from doctors, lawyers, politicians, you know, celebrities, everybody, young kids, grandmas, everybody came in at some point. And I would be the most put together person, the most put together person. They come in with their suit, you know, smashy. I mean, I'm talking LA fashion, high fashion, right? And they'd come in, you know, drive up in their, in their Jaguar or whatever. And, and, you know, we'd close the door and the person would be weeping within minutes because the spirit of the Lord would start moving and the brokenness and there's deliverance available in Jesus Christ. So whoever looks so perfect, it's, it's an illusion. It's an illusion. They're not perfect. None of these people are perfect. The people that are slinging the arrows, I guarantee you that if we watch just one single day of their life, There'd be things. Now, thank God for the scripture that says, there is therefore no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. Praise God. First time I heard that scripture, I was like, thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. I am a sinner in need of a savior, but here's the thing. I'm a good repenter and I love the Lord and I try my hardest every day, but I have mercy and grace because Jesus has mercy and grace. Jesus has mercy and grace. And if we we turn the weapons away from each other, and we start actually using the weapons of our warfare. Again, I'm not talking shooting somebody up with a gun, okay? Relax, heresy hunter. Relax, people that are that are online here that want to get me. Coconado, he's, he's saying we got to be violent. No, I'm not saying we got to be violent. All I'm saying is, like, if we focus our spiritual guns, okay, our spiritual weaponry on the enemy and his assignment for our country, our future, our kids, everything. Our, our educational institutions, our churches, they're coming for it all. And they're planning, they're plotting, and they're scheming. Many are the plans of the wicked. 
And I see, you know, I'm going to talk about something else for the next couple minutes here. You know, there's another part of this whole thing where people are, they, all they want is followers and likes, and it's all about their online persona. And I get it. All of us deal with this, okay? Especially if you're out there and you're an influencer, you're, you're, you're a voice, okay? We, you have to have people doing social media stuff. I get it, okay? But what I'm saying is that it becomes an idol. It becomes an obsession. And then we forget the mission because we're so focused on the persona and, and all, the, all the notoriety in the platform and, and you're living in this what seems like a dream. You know, I, I mean, that's not my situation personally. We, as I often say, we deal with a lot of warfare. But some people are like mini celebrities and, and they're really basking in that. Maybe they never got attention before in life. And all of a sudden they get this platform and it's a large platform. People start wanting to take pictures with them and getting their autograph and, and, and you know, all different types of things. And, and so you get pulled into that. And again, it's another distraction. You're not, I mean, are you as effective as when you first started? Remember the mission. Remember the mission. So we got to be a unified front. We got to remember the mission. We can't get distracted in all these different areas. It's imperative. All right, again, I don't want to sound angry. I'm not angry. I just, I think this is an issue that we got to talk about. The, the, the attack, Christian on Christian, friendly fire. Is it friendly? No, it's not friendly. Not friendly at all. Friendly fire is not friendly at all. It's attack. It's attack. That's what it is. And it's, it's fiery darts. And what, is the, what does the Bible say about that? You know, the gates of hell will not prevail. The fiery darts are from the enemy, and they're going to fall down. If you're, if you're somebody who's causing discord in, in the church, discord, division, that's of the devil. So I'm not saying you unify with everybody, but I just see a lot of people really focused on these blatant attacks. And I think we need to be careful because people are watching. And I've talked about this before, but you know, I was talking about earlier about the prophecy and, and, and the QAnon stuff. And yes, I did do like one or two shows on that. But I will tell you, even, even on that, I mean, that was something that needed to be talked about. And, you know, I voiced my opinion from, from prayer. I prayerfully prayed. You know, I prayed through uh, that whole thing. I said, Lord, do you want me to talk about it? I felt he put it on my heart, you know, as a shepherd. Um, you know, and I prayed it through and I took notes and I didn't just come on and, and just kind of run my mouth. But, you know, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so when we speak words of life, good things happen. When we speak words of death, bad things happen. It's pretty simple, actually. What you speak out, I'm going to do a show just on that in the next couple of days here because I think it's important. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. But these fiery darts that are being flung at one another, the mud slinging, the infighting, the friendly fire, Here's the thing. God even said that after I said that about the QAnon stuff and some of the prophecy stuff, which again was me just sharing my heart, and I'm not making excuses for myself. I, I put myself through the same lens, like I've said. But then, you know, I started praying about it more, and I felt the Lord say, okay, that's it. Now move on. Focus on the mission, souls, kingdom business, big faith. Focus on the mission. You know, we got a country to save. We can do it. We have the authority. We have the answer. You know, we, we want to we walk in the room. Ekbalo, go out, cast out, drive out. You know, we have the solution. We have the answer. And so if we lock the arms, like I said, and we are unified front, it's over for them. 
That's their biggest fear. If we can figure this out as a Christian community, their biggest fear. Listen, they try to put all these little labels, Christian nationalist, you know, conspiracy theorist, this one, that one, blah, 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 blah. All these vice news articles and hit pieces from the Washington Post, whatever. That, that is all designed to cause us, you know, so the weak among us look at that and say, uh-oh, they're talking about Pastor so-and-so. Mm, better stay away from him. Well, that pastor's probably taking the hits. He's probably out there doing something. And that's why, you know, we're, we're busybodies in the church, too. We're busybodies. Sitting there, what's he up to? What's he doing? What's he doing? What's, why, how did he get so many people? How did he get so many followers? Dude, that's jealousy is what that is. Now, I'm not saying that the, the person that the, on the other side is not doing anything wrong. I don't know. It depends on who we're talking about. But I'm just saying, like, focus on your mission. Step into the river, and if you step into the river, you're going to be so focused on the mission and souls and the harvest and the kingdom business that you don't even have time. See, some people just got too much time on their hands. Way too much time. If you're sitting here and critiquing somebody's sermon... Dude, you, you're off. You're, you're off. I'm sorry. Now, I'm not saying you take a clip once in a while and, you know, there's some heresy said you got to address it. You know, that's different. Okay. Like I said, there is a rebuke. It's biblical. There's a biblical protocol, but I'm just, t- some people are like obsessed. <laughs> I'm telling, have you seen this? We got to stop being obsessed. Too much time on your hands to, to look at everybody else. Maybe, maybe it's time you get more into the water. You, you got to really get like, like be, you know, or walk on the water even better. Get in it, get in the bat. Ask the Lord what he's got for you. It's I'm telling you right now, it's not attacking the other Christians all the time. Right. All right. Listen, I'll be right back. Pastor Todd.org. God is good. We're right back. Pastor Todd.org. Hallelujah. I speak the name of Jesus over anybody listening to this right now. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. Pastor Todd here. Hope you're having a blessed day. Look, I'm not trying to cause drama here. If anything, I'm trying to end the drama. Wouldn't it be amazing if the Christian community could come together? No more denominational barriers. Oh, we're right. We're right. We're right. We're right. Dude. There's no denominations in heaven. Seriously, there's none. That's all man-made stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we go to heaven, there's not going to be different sections for different denominations, okay? That's all man. And, and the critical spirit, that's, that's demonic, divisive. You know, I, I know people that manipulate just because they don't like somebody. They, they manipulate. They try to smear them. They go on campaigns. I had a guy that tried to destroy the ministry just because he didn't like one thing I said. And I've had many of these people, by the way, over the years, many of them. And this is why ministers leave. But this is also why Christians leave. And I'm not giving, making an excuse. I, I always tell people, where are you going to go? I mean, you know, look, I, I understand there's problems in the church, but where are you going to go? There's nowhere to go. You know, you go back to your vomit, you're going to be on the way to hell. So that's not the answer. The answer is we have to talk and discuss. That's what the, you know shows like this are about. We talk about it. And we say, hey, there's a solution to this. You know, we can be Christian, love each other, talk it out, 
talk it out. Hey, I'd meet with a sensationalist. I'd meet with a, a Baptist. I'd meet with a Reformed. I'd meet with whoever in the Christian community. Oneness, Pentecostal, you name it. You know, apostolic is pretty much the same. But, you know, I mean, any, any different, you know, four square assembly of God, Kojic, you know, whatever, Church of God in Christ, whatever you are. That's Kojic, I guess. But, you know, I mean, there's there's so many different, there's there's like, you know, every a denomination for every person. I mean, there's so many of them. You get so many different denominations. And people say, well, what denomination are you, Todd? Well, I mean, I am charismatic. I am Pentecostal, I guess. But for the most part, I'm just a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I don't even want to put a label. That's why I'm non-denominational. Because I want to be able to unify. I want to be able to lock arms with others and, and brethren. Look, I even like Father Frank Provone. Me and him have had a, a bunch of good conversations over the years. You know, I mean, look, he's he's a Catholic. Now, I'm not saying, uh-oh, now, yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah, uh-oh. The way I look at it is if somebody is seeking Jesus and they're Catholic, but they're truly seeking God, they will find him. How do I know that? Because I was Catholic and I found him. Oh, I know all the all the ins and outs of Catholicism. Trust me. And I'm not with it. I'm not with it at all. There's idolatry. You know, the worship of Mary, that's not biblical. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, don't even, I can get into that, but I'm not gonna. But here's the thing. There are people that are sincere. They're just sincerely wrong because they're following certain aspects of Catholicism. But I believe they're saved because they don't know and they just love Jesus. And they're trying to figure it out because that... That was like my, my grandpa, you know, he, he did his prayers every morning, but I believe that man is in heaven because he had a heart for God. He loved Jesus. And that's what it's about. Now I'm not saying, you know, I don't want to get too uh, crazy here and say, oh, you know, this one's a Christian. That one's a Christian. I mean, I, I know it's a narrow gate, but the thing is, is that God is also a merciful God. So the deal is you've got to have a a relationship, that's the key, a relationship where you're in prayer and you're seeking the Father and he knows you're coming to him and you're seeking him and you're doing your best to learn about him and to be a follower of, of the word and of Jesus. And that's, we come as a child. And I, you know, I'm sorry that people have tried to make pastors out to be perfect. I, listen, Maybe that's like my mission is to let you know how imperfect I am. I don't know. Because people come and they say, oh, you think you're perfect. Actually, no, I think I'm totally flawed. In fact, sometimes I think, what are you doing? Like, seriously, God, why did you pick me? But, you know, again, I, I'm also soft and, and like, you know, I weep at the, the drop of a dime. I mean, if the spirit falls, I mean, I even feel like weeping right now as I just think about this because it's like I... This isn't about me, and it's not about you either, even though it, your heart, God cares about you, loves you so much, but this is about him, and to know him and to make him known. But listen, I want you to know, if you've been hurt in the church, or if you've been hurt by the mudslinging, or if you've had mud slung at you, and it was so much to bear that maybe you backed away for a while because you just didn't want to deal with it, and it was painful, and you didn't have anybody to talk to or to help you. There was no pastor around. And so you walked through this very difficult season where you were trying to do your best and you were attending church and you were doing everything that you knew and you weren't, you weren't being embraced by the body. People were rude and mean and hurtful. 
People can be mean. They can be hurtful. We've got to have the grace. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. We're saved by grace. A house divided against itself cannot stand. And so maybe just the plea of this broadcast today, the plea is to put it through the lens of love and to put it through the lens of the word of God and his agape and just in in fellowship and understanding we're all human. Look, I got some pastor friends that say some things sometimes make my eye go up a little bit here, you know, raise an eyebrow or whatever. But, you know, the thing is I know them. We're in relationship. And so I have grace because I know who they are, and that's the deal. We got to get to know the person. Go to the person. But don't go to them and and sling an arrow at them. I mean, people come at me and they say something hurtful right off the bat. I'm going to close up, and I'm trained in this. But I'm still going to close up because, like, you know, what are you doing? You're coming to me and you're hitting me hard already? You don't even know me. You have no idea what I'm going through today. You have no idea about my life. You just have a, a little picture of who you think I am, and now you're attacking me. And I'm supposed to, you know, now that that's where we got to get the heart and mind of Christ because in ministry, that's like every day. You know what I'm saying? That's like every day in ministry. It's crazy, but it's worth it because it's worth it because people are getting saved and set free and healed and delivered. And I see the lines and the baptism. We're about to go this week and baptize hundreds and hundreds of people and pray for people. And there's going to be deliverance and healing. And these are people that just want the Lord. They don't want all this other stuff. They're coming because they're broken and they're hurt and they're in need of a savior. And they know that God is real. That's all they maybe know. But they, they just if there's just a chance that he's real, and God wants them to touch the hem of his garment. And so he's going to use those that are willing to navigate through all this mess and muck and mire and get through it and say, yes, you know what? People are broken, but I serve the God of heaven and earth. And so that's why I'm here. I'm here to serve him. And I'm going to show up and say, yes, send me. And I'll take the arrows because I know the Lord is with me. He's my rod. He's my staff. He lays me beside still water. He guides my path. This is what we got to do, friends. And so God is calling us to have grace and mercy and operate in his love and compassion, but at the same time, be bold and unafraid and be warriors for the kingdom of God. And if we can do that, we're going to win this thing. I'm telling you right now, we're going to win this thing. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast. I hope you got something out of today. I know I kind of went off, but I think this, this needed to be talked about, right? It, it really did. PastorTodd.org. PastorTodd.org. We love you. We'll see you again next week. God bless you. On the far side of the chasm, you held me in your side. So you made a way. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's broadcast, friends. God is doing some amazing things at this ministry, and I can't tell you enough how much your listener support means to us. Uh, We're a little ministry operating as a big ministry, but God continues to expand the territory and it's a blessing. And um, our main mission is souls, you know, and and getting the word out and being a voice in this hour that speaks truth and and does it in a way that honors the Lord and and talks about areas that maybe haven't been addressed in the church that should have, you know, all these years. So, if you believe in what we're doing, we need your help. Please go to pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org, or you can go to toddcoconaut.com slash give. 
And thank you so much for your support. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name.